The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. What's crack lacking, everybody? Another week of football and sports and uh, chilling in The Man Cave. Got a little James Bond in, talking to my boy, Mo P. What's happening, Mo P? Man, what's good, man? How's, how's everything going with you? Man, you see, I got on my sweats today. It's it's chilly out here for us. I got to turn on the heat today. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I know uh, it's supposed to be a uh, little system rolling through, I think, uh, tomorrow or late tomorrow, talking about uh, potential tornadoes from, like, Minneapolis all the way down to Dallas, I think. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's crazy. It, it was about, at some point today, it was uh, in the low 60s. Stuff like that, but people this morning was in the 50s, and people were just covering up and bundling up. And it's funny because back in where we're from, people would be in shorts and tanning outside. Oh, so, yeah, remember, remember Rudy from school? Uh huh, <laughs> yeah, he'd be in school, he'd be in shorts. I think he wore shorts every day. Him and uh, Victor Medina typically wore it, was a few of them that pretty much wore shorts every day. It'll be like eight degrees outside and shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I ain't that man enough. So, uh, I mean, it's a lot going on. I mean, we would be foolish not to cover uh, the M- Missouri University. Uh, dude, that in today's world, I would say that's probably one of the more powerful movements in our lifetime in our age bracket uh in this modern day to see the young men and the team stand stand up well um yeah we'll we'll definitely talk about it but uh i i think it was one of those moments in history that is going to you know it's going to be a benchmark and you know i i have some things to, to say about that uh, and I plan on writing about it either tonight or tomorrow or sometime this weekend, whenever I can get to it. But I, I don't want to go too far in detail, but it, it's something that I think a lot of uh, African-American students or African-Americans that attend uh, predominantly white universities, uh, they understand. And, uh, you know, you went to Northern, I went to uh, U of I down in Champaign, and uh, the the numbers are pretty much, you know, similar to what it was in Mizzou, at Mizzou, where uh, I think the black student population there was 7 to 8 percent. It was roughly the same at U of I. So we're, I uh, think, at Northern Illinois, believe it or not, we're at like 16 percent. 
Yeah, it was a little bit. I think it was a little bit higher at Northern because of the proximity because to the city. But when but, I went um, to Lake Forest College, it was probably oh, yeah. like it was actually about six percent African American, five to six percent. We had a small representation. And yeah. yeah. So it, I, it, I, you know, it it was one of those things. That, you know, when when the news broke on Saturday, because the thing is, these issues have been going on for a while. But it really didn't hit the uh, mainstream until Saturday when I think I saw a text or a blurb about a, a tweet about it. Uh, and this is before the football team had, you know, took their stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's one of those moments in history. It's one it's one of those moments in, 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 in uh, African-American history that uh, it may be a spark to something bigger. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about it a little bit more uh, just from the simple fact of, like, for example, um, one of the things is people typically want to go at athletes. Oh, they're just this. They're just that. But it's funny, and people don't want to admit this, but things a lot of times don't happen in places and campuses until the athletes step in. And I mean, and it's just been a part, especially of American culture for a very long time. You know, you go back to the Jim Browns and a different uh, Jackie Robinson with baseball, things like that. Uh, Until those things have taken place, uh, they've been agents. Typically, athletics have been agents of change. More people are apt to, you know, break cultural grounds because with sports, you want to win. You you know, especially team sports, you know you need each other and things like that. Uh, and unfortunately, I had an experience when I was at, uh, well, a couple of experiences. We talked in the past about, you know, when, uh, when you were a junior and we were playing Steven, uh, at Stevenson and you guys at basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, when the blacks from our community were made to walk through metal detectors and then Mundelein, which is funny, those demographics have changed drastically there. They didn't have to walk through it, and it was at Stevenson. And actually, I led a group of people that protested outside, got the news involved. Um, but then also my in college, uh, as a football player, we actually went into Iowa, or uh, we're going into Beloit, I'm sorry, and uh, one of our coaches said to one of our players, uh, get out the car and pump the gas when we're in Jigaboo land. And me being me, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to accept that. I was into the head coach's office who uh, the head coach, he and I have become very good friends through experiences like this. Uh, he was willing to stand up and I, I went in there. I was like, hey, coach, this happened. What are you going to do about it? Just like that. And, yeah. you know, and we're such a small population. We only had four uh, black or five blacks on the team or six blacks. And that was the most that Lake Forest had ever had uh, on the team. So. Yeah. And and the thing is, you know, with, with the incident like this um, and, and, and you can look and you can look back to even uh, the civil rights era because that's what it really feels like. It feels like we're revisiting the the mid '60s, mid to late '60s, and um, something that 
you know, in terms of Martin Luther King and, you know, it was like everybody, everything was hunky dory, you know, and, and kumbaya-ish, you know, with the I have a dream speech and, and uh, you know, we shall overcome in the marching or whatnot. But Martin had gotten to the point where, you know, he became frustrated because even with that, there was no change. There was no change in sentiment. And it wasn't until he started talking about economics and, 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 and uh, you know, encouraging people to, you know, boycott and, and take your money somewhere else and, and don't patronize businesses that, you know, aren't, uh, you know, don't don't want you, you know. Uh, that's when change begins. And in this situation, Missouri, of course, we don't we can I don't want to assume anything, but let's say that it was the middle of basketball season or let's say that it was baseball season, you know, after March Madness. Let's say this, that it was after the tournament. Do you really think that the university president or the chancellor uh, would have stepped down? Absolutely, absolutely not absolutely not absolutely we, not we know we know the fact was they were standing to lose at least a million dollars at least yeah. uh from, and from this could, weekend from this weekend alone uh and even with the coach and i'm not saying his uh stance wasn't genuine but he understood if he didn't take that stance he would never get to go in the state of missouri any of the black homes, which 60% of his team's team is made up of black players, he would have just been stuck. And yeah. so, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying he made it as a business decision, but it definitely could have been a business decision. Yeah, it, it was a business decision. Um, and, and, you know, I was just listening to sports radio on, on a little while ago, and they were talking about uh, how uh, he was getting drawn a lot of heat in a, uh, I guess he has a weekly radio show that he does. And uh, the, the host of the show was just asking him all sorts of questions and trying to get him to bite and say something that would create more turmoil and more and, and I guess stoked the fires even more, more so. But uh, he didn't bite, you know, and I'm, I'm happy that he kind of skated around it. But, you know, this isn't you know, this isn't the end of this. I, I think this is the beginning of it. And, and let's face it. I mean, what a lot of people don't really want to talk about is there is an issue of racism still in this country. There is an issue of systemic racism that we that is has has just been swept under the rug for the last 40 to 50 years and never really dealt with, you know, and I don't want to go into, you know, politics because I don't think this is necessarily the platform we have a lot to get to. But, uh, you know, when we talk about the war on drugs, when we talk about the criminal justice system, when we talk about a report just coming out of Chicago in the Tribune a couple of days ago about uh, how the, the forced confessions, uh, when we talk about, you know, just a, a lot of things that um, white Americans don't seem to understand how it uh, diametrically uh, hinders the progression uh, of the of the black community, and we talk about the educational system and how 
you know, how unfair and how unjust it is and how there's no level playing field when it comes to education. You know, I, I am not a proponent for socialism whatsoever. But if there was one, I've always said if there was one thing that should be socialized or, or, you know, the playing field made even at somehow is the educational system, K through eight and, and uh, even nine through 12, you know, level the playing field and let the cream of the crop rise. Those that want to be excel and be excellent students, they're going to rise to the top. But you can't like there are plenty of of uh, intelligent young black kids on the south side of Chicago that if they were put in an environment to succeed with with the same. OK, with the same books and the same, you know, uh, tools, they'd succeed just like anybody else. So. Um, again, you know, it, it, this is a bigger problem than just Mizzou. But. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about this when we get back for break. Uh, we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're back, and we've been covering uh, the whole deal at Missouri. And basically, I mean, coming from different perspectives, uh, with this, uh, I guess it just going back to my thing, it's the power of sports, which basically the real power is the money involved with sports uh, and the attraction that it has to our, our, our society. And, you know, again, money talks, the rest walks. And I think that, um, like Maurice said, this is just the beginning to a lot. But what I don't want is to see it 
with things nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't want it to be watered down. Oh, we're boycotting because we couldn't wear Nike spandex. You know what I mean? Uh, and to give power to uh, the critics out there. Uh, I'm really proud of the young men uh, taking that stand and being adamant and understanding their power and their worth in this uh, situation. Absolutely. So uh, the other thing I want to talk about, and man, I don't want to see this dude in a dark alley, daylight, nothing. But this Greg Hardy situation, this boy, right? Have you been following just everything dealing with him? You know, I, I I have, but I haven't been overly consumed with it because personally, I you know, I don't think he belongs on the field right now. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, you know, he, he's a beast. But at the same time, he has some uh, it just seems like he has some issues that he needs to deal with psychologically. And he reminds me of a Alonzo Spellman to, to a certain degree, you know, where, where there may be some psychological issues that he might have to deal with outside of football. But uh, I, I know that the work, you know, when the, when the photos were released uh, on Monday, you know, that brought a lot of that hostility and that tension back to it. My, my thing is, and I would apply this to any occupation. If a person was a mailman, things like that, should they not have the right to work still in their occupation, what they're good at doing? I don't have a problem with them per se, because in this day and age, any job is a privilege. Um, you know, people are fighting to make sure that they can survive. Yes, he's getting paid a lot of money for a short time, but at the same time, I'd rather have him in on a field letting out some of that aggression and things like that, which on the flip side is causing more mental issues, which could be the problem too, which, you know, may not have been addressed. He could have been, you know, had ALS or, you know, you don't know uh, where it is, but to me it becomes a whole nother issue. And it's like, so if someone else outside of professional sports, like actors, they get in, they've gotten away with murder and come back. You know, uh, politicians have been able to come back uh, with like Ted Kennedy, even though he didn't harm someone. But I, I just think that, you know, where do you draw the line? Is it just because it's athletics and or because they make a lot of money? What is the thing that stops people from going back to their normal ocu- or to their occupation? I don't know. I think uh, with Jerry Jones, he's the type of guy that he'll take the risk. He'll take the calculated risk and and, and, and roll with it. But as an as an average businessman, you have to you know count the cost and, and, and uh, determine how much of PR risk this is. Now, the, you know, the Cowboys brand could probably absorb that because of their history. But. Let's say if it was like Jacksonville, you know, I don't think Jacksonville would, uh, you know, take that risk. And, and because we're again, we're talking, you know, this is another issue where we're talking about dollars and cents and, and, and PR. So 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you're right because you don't want to take a take away a man's livelihood and and, and their 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 means of, of making a living. But at the same time, I think you have to uh, do whatever it takes to make sure that that individual is okay psychologically. And I, you know, apparently he, he supposedly went through some type of uh, counseling or a program, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, and, I, I really don't know. Well, and they can't release it uh, if he is because of laws. But my issue is, I, I mean, am, people come at Jerry Jones and by no means am I totally defending him, but I'll say this. Michael Irving, he's helped out. Actually, Alonzo Spellman and Demetrius Underwood actually did better when they were at Dallas. I mean, Pagman Jones eventually, before he went to Cincinnati, got back on the straight and narrow. Uh, so he's had some successes, too, with some of the guys. Des Bryant, you know, uh, it, it goes back to the old Oakland Raiders. And my thing is, part of it, Part of the things now, more things are with social media, cell phones, things like that. Things are more exposed than it was in the past. So, you know, like when you go back to Dallas North 40, I mean, before Jerry Jones, you know, this this was the culture of a lot of sports. Not saying throwing, beating on women and stuff like that. I don't condone anything he did. I think personally, the dude is crazy and he should be. Medicated, but at the same time, you know, I think that you you get on a slippery slope when you start saying, "Well, this person doesn't deserve to work there," or "This person doesn't deserve to do that." So then, just imagine Greg Hardy without football, you know, for a moment, a dude with his size, power, and actually attitude. He will be hard, probably be more of a menace to society outside of football than he is with football. Yeah, but you know, I, something that I, I heard on uh, Monday morning, I believe, I, is it Kelsey, the offensive lineman for uh, Philadelphia? I, I think he was. T- I, I think it's Kelsey. I, I could be wrong, but you know, he was just talking about you know going up against Hardy in that game uh, the other night and how it wasn't. He wasn't the same Hardy. He, he, he wasn't uh, uh, engaged in the game. He wasn't as passionate as, you know, he would usually be. And I guess he's had experience going up against him. So he saw a difference in him. And I believe the weight of what's happened, especially with the photos being released uh, over the weekend, I, I think that the weight of that has come down on him. And right now he's probably – you know, in a vulnerable state where, you know, people need to, you know, talk to them and, and, and stay engaged with them so that, you know, I, I just think he's in a place where he really needs some help, some psychological help to deal with some of the things and the issues that may have triggered that incident to begin with. Um, you can't just mask it, you know, and a lot of players and in, 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 in throughout sports, are playing, you know, to mask over some of the, the issues that they have, but that could be absolutely detrimental in the long run. So this may be a classic case that may need to be dealt with, you know, outside of football. And so keeping with that same logic, 
the fact that he's there surrounded in, in an occupation where you're at least for 16 weeks during regular season, he's constantly surrounded by other people is a level of accountability. It's not like a job where you just go and you do your thing and you're off with no communication, no social interaction with other people. I think actually it may be good for him if you, if you think about it. Some guys did better when they were, when they're accountable around other people and who knows his play could have been down because he could have been medicated. You know, we don't know that. Uh, they, it might, that may be a whole nother thing. Cause obviously, you know, the, he's not the t- sharpest tool in the shed and he keeps on like today, he sent out another tweet and it's like, you know, it, it my thing is, thank goodness he's there with some accountability. And knowing that their security team and the different people, there's different people that are going to give him checks and balances just about like, you know, with anyone. Like when I was with Cleveland, this guy's still going to find a way to get in trouble. But I I can guarantee you their director of security has undercover people going everywhere he's going. And who he's going with. I guarantee yeah. Just like but, they did with Dez. Yeah, but one thing that, you know, you also have to look at is how genuine is the – because inside the locker room, when it, when it's all about football, yeah, there's a brotherhood. Yeah, that you know, I have your back, you have mine. But outside of that locker room, I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, there are, there are going to be guys on that team – that look at him with disgust. Oh yeah, that's Jason just human nature. Might be, might be the one who has a whole thing with domestic violence. Yeah, he has a found. Yeah, he has the, uh, right. But it may also create or conjure up conversation in a locker room because guys do. Talk, I mean, if you want to get a feel of a pro team, especially, go into the locker room, talk to the equipment manager. Because the stuff, the conversations and stuff go on in there, that's where it's real. So you know those conversations are going to take place. And, you know, who's to say that they haven't had some discussions? Or are they totally ignoring it? Jason Witten has a lot of weight with the Dallas Cowboys. So, Absolutely. And, and so you know Jerry Jones uh, probably has – or someone at some point has either sat them down individually or collectively, but conversations have taken place. And it's something, you know, some things, you know, he's learning, but he knows, I I would like to believe he knows who the people are on that team that have the power. Right now, Tony Romo, Jason Witten, he's still in Des Bryant. And when he got into the shoving thing with Dez, that you know that was it, <laughs> you know. So, and they make a lot more money than him right now. So, I think that those environments and those hierarchies that are established within an organization, I think that those conversations or with those people in those positions will create conversations. At some point, it's like, dude, on the field, we do what we got to do. Hey, I don't care for what you did, but at what point too do you say, okay, that's something in the past, and 
he's not doing it again. And, you know, it, it's a lot of gray areas with this situation. But I, like I said, I'm glad that he's actually being accounted for than on the streets. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, my 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 last point, you know, my only concern is what happens after week 18. You know, after week 18, when Dallas doesn't make the playoffs, <laughs> uh, you know, where's the accountability going to be after that? You know, who, who is he going to where's that checks and balance going to come from? You know, when you disappear for that offseason, you know, is someone are, are you going to be in counseling? Uh, is someone going to be in your ear, you know, walking you through this and, and re, you know, restoring you and, and, and whatnot? So that's my major concern. And, and we'll talk about it real fast uh, when we get back from break. flagship station for sports voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're back and uh, just uh, want to end with the Greg Hardy note. I'm almost positive and certain uh, when the season is over with, uh, they'll uh, make some areas in his contract that will keep him accountable, uh, making sure he has to be some checks and balances, making sure that he is still attending counseling, probably even more random drug testing and all these other things. Uh, but to move on and uh, on a positive note, I guess, yeah, 
Uh, did you watch the Packers and Panthers game? You know what? I, I saw the highlights of that. And, uh, man, like I said, you know, Carolina, they're 8-0. I, I, mean, no. I was shocked. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was not Aaron Rodgers. And Cam, he is – he's redefining. He's in his own unique category as a quarterback right now. Well, you know, there's just – there's this crazy enigma with Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers on the road. You know, they look like world beaters at home at Lambeau. But if they're on the road, man, and that's the reason why I picked Carolina last week over, over yeah, the Packers because, because they they just don't show up on the road. Like, they tried to claw back into the game, you know, late. But, you know, there's something about – on the, I, I think their road record over the last three years is absolutely abysmal, you know, for a, a top team in the league. And if they if they don't get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, I mean that's going to be an issue. Yeah, and and they don't have the depth, especially at the receiver position, and it's showing. Uh, another game I want to talk about is uh, Tennessee and the Saints. Wow! Well, and I did yeah, not. I mean, yeah. You picked that one too, and I no, actually, no, no. I went with you. I, I picked against Tennessee because oh, remember right. I said, man, I've been. I, I had said I'd been picking Tennessee, you know, about three weeks straight, and I kept on losing. So this time I went with New Orleans and still lost. And, and but, here's uh, the thing, Mariota, he's on my fantasy, and had I played him, that was forty points, and I actually win. Man, and, he blew up the spot. Man. Oh my goodness. I think I was it was like, like there. Huh? 28, 28 for 39, 371 yards, four touchdowns. Okay. So uh, he got off. So with that being said, and I've said this last year, if you had to pick between the two quarterbacks, who would you have picked? Between uh, Winston and uh, Mariota? Okay. Mm-hmm. I had said Mariota. Okay. I said – I didn't want to take either one of them that early. I wanted to take Leonard Williams, but if I had to pick, I would have taken Mariota. I still don't like the whole Winston and Tampa. The offseason is going to say a lot for him too. Uh, Buffalo yeah. and uh, – what were you going to say? No, I was just, I was just going to say, you know, it, it really is no slight against uh, Jameis Winston either because I, I think, you know, he's played well down there you know so it's his rookie season i want to see what he does uh year two but that's why i said year two year three is the test uh miami and buffalo the bills did you you didn't see that one did you no i didn't see that one and i know i had picked uh miami to win that game buffalo yeah now the rams and the vikings (laughs) <laughs> that's another one. I thought the Rams was going to give them the business. Yeah, I picked Minnesota at home to win that game, and, you know, I was fortunate that they held on. So now with that, did you did you see the hit on Bridgewater? Yeah, I saw the hit, and I don't know why people are making such a big deal of it. You know, my, my whole thing is this whole, this whole protecting the quarterback has gotten out of hand because the league is such a bang-bang league, you know, and – he the the guy doesn't know if he's gonna go down and slide. Well, I mean, it goes back to the common denominator. We say again, money. It's not a lot of places where you can find good quarterbacks to come in and play. And so, and we've seen some teams, even like last year with the Cardinals, 
when they were having that stretch for getting ready for the playoffs. Without a quarterback, the game changes and is not as exciting. And yeah, that, I understand that, but you might as well. I mean, put flags on these guys. Just put flags on the quarterback. You might as well. Well, hey, we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> Raiders and Steelers. The Raiders, I keep on telling people, they're just a they're just a team that claws and nags at you and keeps on coming. And but the Steelers found a way. Landry Jones back in the game gets her yeah, done. You, yeah, I, I picked the Raiders to go out there and win that. I know you had picked the Steelers because of the travel, but uh, I thought I I thought the Raiders were going to come back and uh, win that game in the, in the overtime at least, but. Uh, yes, yeah, you know, now we have Landry Jones going for the next few uh, next week or so. It, it's still up in the air with uh, Roethlisberger next week. He hasn't been declared out, but I think they're going to sit him as long as they if they win next week, uh, they'll sit him out because you know, like the game against the Cardinals, that was a game that they may not have counted on winning. Uh, so I, I think that they'll sit him. And just for this last, get them going for the last part where it really counts in the playoffs. Um, you have the Giants at the Buccaneers. I felt like the Giants were going to win it. Uh, the Buccaneers just still young. They're still green in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, and then Atlanta versus the 49ers. I was shocked. I thought, I mean, what has happened to Atlanta? They were, the first couple of weeks, they were just. <laughs> killing people now they're i mean blame gabriel <laughs> yeah no, number one with atlanta you know they don't have the defense yet it's gonna take another year or two for uh them to get the players in there to play you know his system so uh, but yeah I, I was totally shocked at blame gabriel when i saw the, the score at halftime i was like wow you know but you know, there's something to be said about a guy who feels the weight of the world against him and getting down on him, basically saying that he doesn't even deserve to play, you know, peewee football <laughs> in terms of his productivity, you know, in, in the league. And he just came out and, and shut everybody up. And I, I absolutely appreciated that. I, you know, I like the underdog, but I'm not a believer still. <laughs> no, I, now, look, I'm not saying I'm a believer, but it was just good to see that, you know, for, for one Sunday, he had a, you know, good game. And he did have a crucial uh, turnover late in that game. But other than that, I mean, he played well. So when he's 60 years old, this is the game he'll show, continue to show of his career. <laughs> yep, one game. <laughs> now, Denver and uh, the Colts, man, I... I just knew that Peyton was going to come in there and give everything he had. And not to say he didn't, he played better than what I expected. And uh, Nick and I were uh, having this debate because I was like, I just felt like Peyton was done. And he, uh, whatchamacallit, he came out and made some good passes and, you know, off of the bootlegs and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought Peyton played, you know, well, well enough to win. But, you know, give it up to Andrew Luck, you know, who's going to be out for a while. But, uh, you know, he was he was getting the ball out of his hands. And I, I don't know if it had anything to do with the coaching coaching change, 
you know, you hate to see uh, Pep Hamilton, uh, Pep, you know, lose yeah, his job and, you know, yeah. Um, but for some reason this week we saw uh, Andrew get the ball out of his hands quicker, not take as many shots, even though he did take a shot that, you know, tore, you know, lacerated ki- kidney. But, uh, you know, he did what he had to do. And it really, you know, this there's some game tape now for Denver's defense. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, going forward from here. I think that, to be honest, going to that game, I think that, you have teams sometimes get on emotional high roller coaster, just like uh, what happened with Miami. And then I think reality still sets back in. And I've been one to say it all along. I felt like Russell Wilson was the better of those guys of that year at quarterback. And I still take that stance. However, I feel like they, you know, his situation there's some things that need to be done, too. And speaking of him, before I go to the next subject or next game, did you see him in a picture of Sierra? Yes, I saw the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't need to talk about it anymore. Okay. okay. <laughs> I saw, That's I saw all the I got to say. <laughs> yes. Put a ring on it, Russell. <laughs> you better do it. He probably already did. It, just probably. keep it on the DL. Yeah. <laughs> Then you have the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I did watch the game. And Sam Bradford, you know, uh, like I said last week, man, you don't know which Sam Bradford is going to show up. This this past uh, uh, Sunday, it was the Sam Bradford that, you know, Philadelphia needs to, you know, win games. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good game. Uh, I think – uh, Dallas played well also, but it's yeah. just, you know, Philly made more more plays, you know, in the end. So, Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was happy for DeMarco Murray, although I think I did pick the Cowboys to win. Uh, but you always like to see a guy give it, get a business back to his old team. Um, and he he did a decent job. But Ryan Matthews always seems like the spark plug for the Eagles. I mean, I'm glad they have a combination or well three pack with uh, Spurs. Yeah, it's, it's a one two. It's a one two three punch, you know. Punch. And with yeah. uh, Murray, you know, Murray was rather dismal uh, the first game in Philly, so it was good to see him bounce back and have a, a decent performance on Sunday. So the next game, your favorite player in the whole world of all time, and people are hyping him up. And they're going to mess around and extend this contract, Jay Cuddy <laughs> and the Chicago Bears. Man, you know, I, I, I picked uh, the Bears uh, to win that game. And let's face it, man, you know, I've been giving Jay Cutler the business for the last four or five years. You know, I've, I, and you know this, I've been giving them the business. But I must say, he looks like a different quarterback. Now, he threw that pick six, but that, that, uh, it's a question of whether or not Alshon Jeffrey ran the wrong route on that, you know, instead of hook, you know, a hook. I mean, well, I'm gonna say this, Reese. Don't trust him. He lures you. Oh in. no, I'm not. Look, he, I'm not. He saying, looks like that hey. girl, that the strobe like girl. <laughs> He's pretty until you get turned on the lights and you're like, ooh. <laughs> Man, I'm telling. You, hey, Bears need to make quarterback a high priority in next year's draft. Let me just leave it at that. And, and do not. 
do not get a lamb all tied in and say, oh, JJ, we have a quarterback. No, you go ahead. And if you keep him and let him play out the last year, but I wouldn't even keep him on the team. I'll build with someone young or keep him as a backup. But we're going to go into break and start making our picks. Uh, we'll be back. to the pros we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports surfing is taking the world by storm it's not just the sport itself but the culture that surrounds it from music to fashion art and competition surf talk show is the place that will showcase it all your hosts are jj and the doctor two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice of America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to JD Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're back. Uh, before we started going ahead and making our picks, did you see uh, the decisions with DraftKings and stuff like that, Reese? Yeah, I saw uh, outside the lines today. They were talking about it and how... Uh, what the attorney general or something in New York said that uh, it's illegal or, or something like that. So it, it's going to be a mess. Um, and, but you know, have, at the end of that, again, it's all about money. Yeah, because they have horse racing in uh, New York. <laughs> you can bet on horses. Is that not gambling? And what about one of the biggest gambling things there is with the New York Stock Exchange? Is that not gambling? Yeah, you know, they just want to regulate it. They want their piece of the pie. That's all it's about. You know, since, you know, FanDuel and and uh, DraftKings is is, is uh, Internet-based, you know, they, they want to make sure they get their piece of the pie. That's all that is. Yeah, I'm like, because it's funny, you know, as I check my stock and stuff like that, I was like, I'll do be- I think I'm better at doing DraftKings or something like that. <laughs> I mean, just real talk. It was like, I feel like I have a better chance of picking 
players that are going to produce and things like that rather than <laughs> do uh, this deal. Yeah, so. I mean, you, I, I haven't checked it out, but, I mean, as much as we watch sports, we, we know we know more about sports than we know about stocks and commodities. Exactly. You know, and, and companies' uh, portfolios and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. Maybe I need to get on it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> if you do, let me put some on it because I can't do it in my state. But anyway, so <laughs> we're going to start picking these teams. We have Buffalo at the Jets. I think that's going to be a slugfest. I think Rex is going uh, with IK, uh, his captain. I'm still going to take Ty Bowles and the Jets. Yeah, I'm going with the Jets also. It's it's uh it's in New York and uh, Rex. You know, Rex is becoming a caricature again. You know, trying to do things to create buzz, and I, I think that's going to be counterproductive. And he needs to be careful. Yeah, th- this is well. He he knows it's his last job, but it's definitely his last coaching job. But he'll have a job in the media. Um, yeah. We're going Jacksonville at Baltimore. Even though Baltimore has not impressed me this season, I'll take them against Jacksonville. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Jack uh, Baltimore also. Uh, even though you know Steve Smith is done for the year, I, you know I hope he comes back another season. You know and doesn't retire, but I think I'm I'm going to go with Baltimore also. <laughs> and my brother, it, it cracks me up. Brett says every time he sees Steve Smith and the stuff that he says, he thinks of me. I don't know what he means by that, <laughs> but <laughs> so we have Miami at Philly. I'm going to go with Philly. <laughs> I'm going to Philly also. I think um, you know they may have found something. Hopefully, Sam Bradford keeps it going. Because this is my Super Bowl pick, and they need to they need to get going. Well, we know who won't be at the Super Bowl. Uh, Cleveland <laughs> at Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm going with the Berg, the black and yellow. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, ooh, I'm going with Pittsburgh also. Yeah, I, I'm not. I think McCown is gonna start, but uh, I'm not rolling with him anymore. And D'Angelo Williams uh, put on a good performance last week, so got to go with the bird. And you got Antonio Brown, who scares defenses to death, even though you got Joe Hayden on the other side of the ball. Uh, Carolina at Tennessee. I'm going to have to go. This is my upset pick of the week. I'm, I'm hopping back on the bandwagon, man. I'm going with Tennessee at home. I'm going with Tennessee at home, man. Hey. You've been getting these picks, so I can't even argue with you. Uh, so... We differ there. Chicago at St. Louis. St. Louis is just like Compton, so I'm going to go with the Rams. Believe it or not, man, this is another upset right here. I'm picking the Bears at St. Louis. Where's Florida Evans when I need her? Dang, dang. dang. what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's not just Jay Culler that's playing better. The defense has gotten better week after week, and they haven't really been giving up a lot of points. You know, so well, they they've, got... they've been go ahead. they've been playing competitively. Well, they got to cover a lot of people on the field, and the Rams just lost. So, you know, I can see Gurley getting off. I can see Tavon doing his thing. I'm going with St. Lou. Uh, Dallas at Tampa. Hmm. Greg Hardy hits Jameis Winston in the mouth. I'm going with Dallas. (laughs) I'm going with Dallas also, even though, you know, Tampa Bay would be intriguing. Uh, But uh, I'm going with Dallas in this. Really? All right. And then 
So we have New Orleans at Washington. Talk about a yawn game. Like, I don't even think the fans in New Orleans are going to watch this game. Uh, yeah, but, you know. Both teams are dismal. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think you know that Drew Brees is, is, is going to show up. But that New Orleans defense is absolutely atrocious. And Rob Ryan, you know, we, we need Donald Trump here to say you're fired. Because this dude, man, I, his defenses over the last couple of years have absolutely stunk up the place. So I, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with uh, Washington in this. Man, stop messing with a Stevenson grad. <laughs> uh, New Orleans at Washington. So I, I guess I'm going to take New Orleans. Detroit at Green Bay. Well, I hate to say it, even though they done cleared a good third of the team or the house, I'm going with Green Bay. I just don't think Detroit has the the muscle. Yeah, I'm going with Green Bay at home also. They made a change at running back. They're starting Starks over uh, Eddie Lacy this this week. So uh, I'm going with Green Bay. And if you did notice in our league, I dropped uh, Lacy and picked up Starks. Because, uh, anyway, Minnesota at Oakland. Hmm. I'm going to go with Oakland. I feel like the young duel uh, with Carr and uh, Cooper, Those that's going to be a nice combination for a long time. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oakland also. I mean, they lost last week a close one. They played well at Pittsburgh. Uh, you'd like to see the defense ramp it up, and I think at home they will. They're, they're going to limit uh, uh, our man Adrian, so I'm going with the Raiders. All right, Denver at Kansas City, going with Denver, not to lose two in a row. They're at home. Kansas City travels up there. Yeah, Denver. I'm going with Denver. New England versus the Giants. I, I'd say New England has something personal, and I'm going to go with the, the Patriots. Here's a bigger upset than uh, – my Titans over Panthers. I'm going with uh, the New York Giants at home over the Patriots. So you're going to have two 8-0 teams taking the L this weekend. Whatever. Archive. Arizona at Seattle. This is interesting, but I'm going to go with Arizona. I just feel like Seattle has too much, too much internal conflict. I'm going with Seattle at home, and I believe they're going to put up 40. Hmm. I don't think so. Houston versus Cincinnati. I got to go with Cincinnati. I think they're going to win. Houston can't find can't find a sweet spot. Yeah, Cincinnati at home. They'll be nine and zero after uh, after Monday night. Yep. Well, Reese. I mean, we made it through another week, another show. Uh, in about a week or two, we'll be all together eating up your mom's potato salad. You know, let her know. Yeah, man. Let her know I'm going to be around because I'm ready to do some damage. But uh, thanks for uh, coming in and making the show a little bit better. No problem, dude. No problem. And, and everybody uh, in tune with you. For sure. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.